probably know that during those gatherings, it's high time for getting buttons pushed. Now, I definitely have been guilty for this uh, of this for many, many years. I always said that I had often the best intentions to go home, see my family, celebrate the holidays together, only after 24 hours to fall right back into being a upset 16-year-old teenager, even though I was way older than that, because my mom had pushed those buttons with an accuracy, just like, you know, someone who plays an instrument uh, after practicing for years, she just knew what to do and she didn't do it consciously, but she certainly did it in a way that made me feel immediately either upset, misunderstood, pushed to do something I didn't want to do or uh, having somehow to deal with some worries and concerns that were thrown at me. And I didn't for a long time know how to not fall back into this self-defense mode, into this mode where either I was stunned because I couldn't really believe that she still brings this up or still has these uh, you know, questions for me, or I felt like that uh, I got immediately angry and frustrated and lashed out back. And <laughs> it's funny because we <clears throat> did this, uh, of course, I'm German, my mom was German, so we were kind of, you know, getting back and forth in German. And one of the first years Danielle, my wife, was with me, who is American, she didn't understand a word we were saying, but she heard us bickering back and forth at breakfast. And she was so shocked how we talked to each other that she really started to, to break out in tears. And we both then, you know, stopped and looked at her and what's going on? You know, she couldn't uh, understand how these two lovely people are somehow getting so quick in a disagreement. And why? Because I let my buttons get pushed. I cannot blame my mom because I couldn't change her. I couldn't really do anything about her inner workings of wanting to still have her child back or still wanting to have certain kind of control over me or whatever the, the reasons were why she pushed my buttons. But what I did and how I responded was certainly not really nice and it didn't bring me any closer. And the, the fact is we all have probably those moments where we just feel that when our buttons get pushed that we want to push back or want to avoid the people around us and, and we don't feel any closer with them. And to be honest, I feel this is actually something that gets worse and worse. That more and more people push our buttons. More and more people feel also emboldened to just spout out and say whatever they think and feel and not really worrying about if it's hurtful or inappropriate. And then we, of course, want to somehow react or respond and, and often we don't know how to do this. Some people say there is a second climate change happening where the climate of respect and politeness is slowly fading away and making room for the climate of anger and frustration and fear and distrust. And I think there is truth to that. Now, on the other hand, what I also I find is true that we become less tolerant with each other. I mean, we just saw it so clearly with this whole terrible war in Israel and Gaza and how if you say one thing or you say the other thing, 
you definitely will get backlash, you will get canceled, you're in trouble. So that lack also of just being open and, and maybe curious and somewhat acceptant and tolerant of other points of view. I think that's another thing that we really have to work on because we are creating more and more two kinds of interactions or two kinds of people. There are the people that feel that they have the right to just spout out whatever emotion comes up. And then there are the people that are afraid of voicing their opinion or even having a voice period because it really is maybe too stressful. There's too much, uh, again, backlash or judgment. And so they shut down. So there is either loud ones or quiet ones. And that is not really a society that we want to create because that doesn't create any kind of sense of connection or community. And we can already see it in our families. Observe today. Observe today how many topics were avoided, how many times there was some buttons being pushed around, how many times one was speaking and the other one was just like becoming more and more quiet and more and more contracted. And just notice who you want to be in this setting. Do you want to be a force that just creates more anger, more frustration, more conflict? Or do you want to be a force that says, no, I want to change that. I want to do the Gandhi thing, you know, be the change that you want to see. I want to be more in a place of compassion, understanding, maybe a, a force of peace, but certainly not a force that just perpetuates all this negativity that, you know, we are often surrounded with. So what can we do to not let buttons get pushed? Because the buttons are there. You know, somehow I think they get early installed when we are little and they are just all over our subconscious mind and, and we do get them pushed until we make some choices. And the first choice we have to make is to not react. Now, that may sound easier than done, but I'll explain more about this because a button that gets pushed but is deactivated doesn't really work anymore. So if I, for example, would have simply not reacted to my mom asking me to call my childhood friend I hadn't talked to in five years because he really waits for this call, if I would have just simply let this button be deactivated and say, sure, I'm going to give him a call later and just be relaxed about it and not react to it. Danielle would have not cried and we would have actually gone swimmingly along on that day until other buttons would have been pushed. So there is something about also choosing to know that it is our responsibility on how to respond. And the emotional reaction where we right away get into this, I want to teach them a lesson they are wrong or I need to push back or I need to make sure that they know that this is inappropriate. It's all true and there are certain ways we can do this, but the first, the emotional reaction, that's what we need to choose to either give into, which unfortunately often brings the worst out in us, or to say, no, I'm going to take a breath, I'm going to step back, maybe go to the refrigerator or the washroom and, and just not let that get under my skin. It's a really, really 
powerful thing. And uh, you know, this saying, "What other people's opinion or what other people's opinion is about me is none of my business." I think that's absolutely true. We just have to let this not be something that we respond to it because the truth is, I find when my buttons got pushed that on some level I actually believed what the other person was saying, that it really affected me on some level and I had to, to look closer why that was. And the example was with my father. For many, many years, my father said that he was worried about me, concerned about me because I left medicine and I started coaching and he didn't understand why and how and how is it supposed to work and uh, what are you actually doing? And there were the same questions over and over again, the same concerns in his voice and the same worries that I'm just going down into this drain of, uh, I don't know what he was thinking, destitute. Uh, and I bought into it and I felt it because the truth was I also doubted myself. I wasn't really sure that I can do what I wanted to do. I wasn't really sure that leaving this safe place of the academia and, uh, and medicine was the right way for me. I just knew that what I wanted was, or what I wanted to do with coaching was way more purposeful, gave me much more passion and also gave me a greater sense of fulfillment when I worked in it than when I prescribed medicine or just had to treat people like little machines because there was no time to really learn to know them or understand where they are coming from. So when I was insecure and that button got pushed, of course, there was more insecurity happening. So sometimes we have to really understand also that that internal work of knowing why does this affect me can also help us to grow and, and eventually heal for whatever that wound or that, uh, that doubt inside of us that got activated through the button pushing. Now, another thing that besides saying I will not react is to stay in your power and make that choice because our power is sacred. You know, I, I am all about empowerment and, and empowerment really just means not power over anyone or being in control at all times. It just simply means that you're really harnessing your ownership over your life, the way you act, the way you feel, the way you think, that those are things that you choose and that you feel like that you become the leader of your life based on your values, based on your standards. And staying in your power also then means that when you overthink what just happened, when you get rattled by some remark, someone pushed your buttons and you become angry or you become somehow, you know, into this spinning mode. What should I have said? Why did I not come back with that remark? That would have been really good and seething. That would have showed him a lesson. If you are really having so much mental real estate captured by one another person's silly way of being or, uh, or connecting, you give that person power because you're no longer choosing how you want to spend your energy and what you want to think and feel. You're feeling like you're forced to think that and that's giving your power away. And of course, doesn't really do any good. And the person that uh, uh, pushed your button doesn't really notice that you are absolutely internally in this 
in this seizing conflict with yourself. So don't give your power away. Just notice that your power is more important than maybe even being right. And again, changing this person that is around you. And so for you to be in your power, just set your standards. You know, this is what I always feel like before the holidays and I should have done this. I never did it, which I feel kind of regretful about. Prepare yourself on how you want to show up and how you want to respond when those remarks happen, when those fingers come out to push your buttons. Just know what you want to do. How do you want to show up? And as you are just rehearsing this, let's say, for example, there is Uncle Bill and you just know that Uncle Bill is someone that will or could have in the past pushed your buttons. Just know what you can do instead. And I'm going to give you a few examples later, but make sure that you already have an image and an idea of what you want to basically represent in that gathering. So maybe instead of feeling like you're becoming more and more small and quiet, you're just going to be a force of positivity of real, you know, connection, being interested in everyone, making everyone somehow feel seen and good about themselves because your presence is so warm and so inviting. You can choose, just choose who you want to be and, and find out what works best for you. And choose also what you want to then do if in that moment the button gets pushed and you are about to go back down this path of feeling hurt or upset, just notice, no, I have not, I have totally a choice. I can absolutely do something to not go there. And, you know, when I got my buttons pushed on these um, Christmas gatherings, I often went for a walk with a dog, just like 10 minutes. And it really is a beautiful thing because after 10 minutes with a dog, a dog never pushes my buttons. I felt so much better. And I felt just like, you know, okay, now I can reset, come back and be again who I choose to be. Also, try to understand that where people come from when they push your buttons, what they are all about really matters. Again, my father, when I could put myself into his shoes and I realized that A, he had gone through a tremendous hardship in his childhood and uh, he was in World War II and almost died and he never really left besides going into the war or into medical school the town he was born into. So all of those things that actually he was going through made him look at me with complete disbelief because he couldn't understand that I moved to the US. He couldn't understand that I was making this choice, this crazy bold choice to leave medicine. And, and so all of those things scared him because he couldn't put really himself into my shoes. But I could put myself into his shoes and I could understand that he had a very small comfort zone. And getting out of this comfort zone was scary. And that fear he projected onto me. And that is how he pushed my buttons and I think how just my presence and my choices pushed his buttons. So that really helps to, to get a little bit more into the mind of others and, uh, and really imagine that you understand better where they are coming from. 
For example, you know, Uncle Bill. Let's say Uncle Bill is really the guy who always makes these uh, very inappropriate remarks and always tries to be funny, but no one really finds him funny. So put yourself into Uncle Bill's mind for a moment and realize, well, he's alone. He never got married or maybe had a divorce early on. He always feels like a misfit because everyone else seems to have it together, but not him. So he always gets some negative attention because he needs attention. So when you put yourself into his shoes, you feel like this, this not fitting in. And he almost, you know, needs to play that role because that's the only role he can play in the family, the only way he can be. When you understand this, you can either judge him, which is a choice, but you can also have compassion for him because it kind of sucks to be in his shoes. And then with that compassion for where he's coming from when he does that, you can also feel that he doesn't really have any power anymore and you cannot take your power away by pushing your buttons because you know it's simply an expression of how he feels, probably lost, alone and unwanted. And so when you are curious and become a little bit like this uh, anthropologist and just trying to figure out who are these people I'm with here, I, I may believe I know them, but I only know what I see. I only know their, maybe their roles they're playing, their mask they're hiding behind. So if you really just want to be a little bit more curious about what's truly driving them, you can actually also find out that everything they're doing is just about them. This perception is projection. What they see simply only says 99% about them and nothing about you that can be very, very helpful. And that certainly gives you also a sense then to choose what you want to do about it. And that's the external piece. So now internally, you're feeling like I can take a time out. I don't have to overthink what they're doing. I'm going to take my power back. I'm going to go with the dog. I will rehearse how I really want to be because it's up to me how I want to respond and how I want to share myself to this family. No one can make me feel like a little monkey who basically just uh, jumps when they are whistling. All those are internal decisions you make. Now, the external way to deal with this is that you also have boundaries when necessary. Now, a boundary can be like going and just, again, disconnecting from the situation can be the best you can do in that moment, just not really feel like that you want to further engage because it doesn't really feel great. But it can also be something where you're saying like, hey, you know what, I'm going to say that this is not appropriate. I don't really appreciate you saying racist or homophobic jokes and I don't really want to be around that. So you can push back. And I think it's important sometimes to do that because we cannot just let this negativity become bigger and bigger. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to scream, but you can be clear, calm and firm. And I certainly find that very important. And when it becomes personal, when there is a personal remark or something about your body or your choices, you simply can also push back and say, you know, when you say this, when you ask me this, it really makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel that you want to make me feel bad, which I assume you don't. And then you can also 
find then this necessary healthy boundary to make a person stop doing the things that potentially can hurt you. So a boundary is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that your buttons got pushed, but it also means that you are telling the person that you have your own standards and that they are not allowed to simply, you know, steamroll over them. So I think that's, a, that's an important one. But then also try when you are, let's say you, you talk with someone and they are going on and on about why the earth is flat. And you just want to just, you know, scream and yell and show them pictures from NASA out of space. But you just say, okay, no way. I cannot convince this person. They are so steadfast in that belief. Let's change the topic. Let's talk about how about those whatever Seahawks or talk about something that you can find a common denominator, something you're both interested in or the food or the weather taking into your own hands that conversation is really really powerful because often people spout out stuff because they cannot deal with silence and they just want to have something to communicate and and again they don't necessarily notice that it actually does feel weird or does feel uncomfortable or that it hurts or pushes buttons so you're just gonna not react but then you're going to respond with saying anyhow and then that's my favorite go to another topic and and lead away from that and leading away can really be more powerful when you know where to lead because all the people that pushed your buttons you know those are the people we usually want to avoid but what if you this time choose to not avoid them but to actually feel that you're getting them better and that you are maybe making them better. So rather than letting them get the worst out of you, try to bring the best out of them. How about that? And, and for that, you can simply think about what their core needs are. I just mentioned my dad. So his core need was to feel reassured. So I just needed to tell him more about why everything is going great and how satisfying it was to work with these people and how many successes I had and tell him stories. And you could see that he completely relaxed because all he needed was reassurance. He needed me to be strong so that he could feel stronger. And then there are the other people, you know, there are people that feel totally angry and always controlling. And then ask yourself, what do they need? What's really going on? And I think those people often feel pushed aside. They feel often that no one really cares. So they get this form of attention. And so my father-in-law, by the way, was one of those. And so asking him questions, showing some curiosity and giving him a drink, that usually really made him quiet. And so there are ways also for you to know that when people act like this, they often just do it because they don't know better, but often inside there is an unfulfilled need or some form of pain. But then they also want a little hope. They want to see a little bit that there is something good happening and they want to be reminded of that. And the people that are often the know-it-all and they are just like, you know, reading the sermon uh, of how great they are and how much they have accomplished and they are afraid of showing vulnerability. 
they are afraid of really admitting that they also have problems and challenges. So lead by sharing your own challenges. Talk about your own anxiety. Share with them that, you know, this was a really hard year because dot, dot, dot. You may be surprised that all of a the sudden they are opening up and all of a the sudden they may admit, yeah, it was also difficult for me. And, and you may forge much closer connections. The point is that when we are getting buttons pushed, it's all up to us. It's our choice what we're going to do with it to deactivate the buttons, to make sure that our buttons are not, uh, you know, just perpetuating themselves, but really learning from why does my button get pushed? Is it my own insecurity? Is it that I still feel like somehow I am not good enough or I don't really like my body or I'm not really sure of what I'm doing? Just notice that when the buttons get pushed, you react less when you know that whatever topic is brought up, you have absolute clarity about. You're at peace with it. You know what to do. And, and then that button has really no power anymore. And the person who's trying to pushing it also has no power. And then try to also really get to the next level. Don't just feel like I will not get my button get pushed by having Teflon all around me and everything is just bouncing off. Yeah, that's nice. But I feel that doesn't bring us any closer. That brings us again into these two fronts. You know, there are the bad people and there are the good ones and, and there is nothing in between and there is no bridge connecting. So let's connect the bridge. Let's try to make this the holiday season or just an opportunity for you to bring that divide closer to, to form connections that you haven't been able to form before by trying to put yourself into other people's shoes, by trying to understand what they need and where they come from, and by trying to just give them a little bit attention and compassion that way and see what's going to happen. I think we, as we all want to somehow grow and, and evolve, I think we are the ones that need to be at the leading edge of making a difference. We cannot just go in this tidal wave of negativity. We have to really stay in that more positive place, not judging the negative ones, but helping them to also see it's safe. It's safe to be positive. It's safe to be vulnerable. It's safe to be open and it's safe to grow. I think if you are curious, if you are compassionate, and if you're also clear that you know who you want to be, I think you're going to actually get a lot more enjoyment out of this day and out of the holiday season. So don't see the people that push your buttons as your enemies. See them a little bit as your projects this time.